Welcome to episode 542 of the Leadcast Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rock Arts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Hey, it's Leadcast. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Tuesday, my dudes. Um, we've got a new patron. We've got a little bit of Leadcast news, a tiny amount of new news. There, there wasn't a big patch this week. I think there'll be one next week while they take uh, the week off. We've got one starry. Um, we'll do our Manscaped ad read. Uh, we'll go to, oh yeah, we're going to do a bi-weekly about in-game trackers uh, in in terms of uh, of are they broken or OP. Uh, we'll do competitive league discussion, and then we'll do another ad from NordVPN. Close it out with Roundtable and Mail Fight. Aiden, how was your week? Mike was good. Um, I played a bit of League of Legends. It was pretty fun. I played some community games, which were pretty fun. I'm going to do Community Night tomorrow, Wednesday, July 6th at like sometime between 9 30 and 10 start so if people want to play i'm happy to do some i have a bunch of wacky shit i want to try uh <laughs> so uh feel free to join our discord and play in those um but outside of that the only other bit of news is that i fucking beat demon tools and Hoggers. i went through a fucking uh, some up and, ups and downs Nick. <laughs> yeah uh that game fucking plays like cheeks uh and it's also very easy <laughs> is it okay the bosses I, are like not even close. Like they're like easier than the easiest bosses in like any other Souls game. You know that doesn't surprise me because I feel like it was obviously groundbreaking at the time. Um, mm-hmm. But you know you can't just have a, a sword and board. You know like the boss hits you and then you hit it for a little bit. Yeah, like, and a lot you, of the difficulty have the comes from anymore. getting back to bosses in that, I like the it. levels and stuff like that, rather than the boss himself. Mm-hmm. Um, also, magic's just OP in it. So <laughs> I I'm convinced that magic is OP in every single Dark Souls game, like yeah. Souls game, and and people just don't use it. Yeah, you just the spells are really good, and then you can get like swords that like scale with magic and stuff like that. Yeah, so, but if you use magic, just, like, you didn't really, really beat really the game. So true, yeah. dude. It was so fucking easy. I died like six times total, like to bosses. <laughs> How many of those to man eater? <laughs> Uh, I think twice to man eater. I have a Google spreadsheet for those who don't oh, yeah, know I of all my fucking progression for all the Dark Souls games. Um, so for Dark Souls two, I only track boss deaths. Um, I died to I died sixty two times to bosses in Dark Souls two, uh, forty in Dark Souls three, and then seven in Demon Souls. You're such a fucking. <laughs> oh, that's nerd actually crazy. That you kept this spreadsheet. <laughs> and my bosses in Demon Souls were twice to Armored Spider, twice to Man Eater, once to Old Monk, and twice to Maiden fucking maiden's like an easy boss i'm just fucking bad but interesting <laughs> but uh, it was it was good i, I want to play through dark souls one but i also don't want to spend like the full price so i'm gonna wait for it to go on sale mm-hmm. but uh i think i'm gonna play hollow knight in the meantime nice that's a good idea uh, but that's my uh week what about you colton yeah so this week i played like one or two games of league i've been still doing a ton of don't starve uh recently kevin uh Kevin got his server up and running and, and started hosting a new Minecraft server for us, so killed some time there. But my biggest uh, gaming time sink of the week was that Rachel got a Switch on Sunday. Nice. Um, so we've been playing a lot 
of that, we had the nice three-day weekend. So pretty much all day Sunday and Monday, we were playing games. Uh, it's been a lot of Smash Bros, unlocking all the characters. Uh, we went and hung out with a friend of ours, and we played a little Mario Party, Mario Kart. Um, had a good time, played some board games. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. I uh, I did get her Hollow Knight for the for the Switch, so I'm excited to Hell yeah. either play that <laughs> with her, watch her play, have her watch me, whatever. However, that ends up happening. <laughs> um, but nice. yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm trying to think if I did anything else with my week. Um, I, I finished watching the new episodes of Stranger Things. Not that that's really a uh, I also watched yeah. that this week. Uh, it, was, it was pretty poggers. I don't want to really talk about it because that'd be mm-hmm. big spoilers yeah. territory, but uh, pretty poggers. Pretty, pretty yeah, poggers. Yeah, Nick, how agree. about you? What'd, you? what'd you get up to? Um. Okay, so I played lead this week. I'm, I think I'm down 30 LP on uh, my ranked grind, but after the day that I had today in terms of like game quality, I would say that's not bad. I'm happy with the results. <laughs> Um, I played a bunch of ARAMs. I think healing is OP and maybe we can talk about that at another, a future date. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm permabanning Soraka cause it, I just think it's, it's impossible to win versus that character. Um, and I beat Ruin King. Hell um, yeah. I beat Ruin King, the game that, uh, that what, what company, what, some other company. Airship um, Syndicate. Airship Syndicate, thank you. Did you uh, use Braum? I think, in the no, I think you're right. Battle? That sounds right. I did use Braum in the final battle because really, Braum is the really beat Ruin King. <laughs> Braum <laughs> is the best character in the game. Uh, I'm convinced. Yeah, yeah, but if so, you use Braum yeah. in your party, you didn't actually play Ruin King. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. Like the the thing is, like a lot of the bosses rely on like gimmicky debuffs, but Braum just has an ulti that cleanses them and then gives you a shield. On top of that, it's this fucking cheap ulti too. It's yeah. like not inexpensive. It's I don't know, so good. It's a one it's, cost, it's, yeah. and it's pretty yeah. easy to build. You can you could probably do it like every two or three turns, which is pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and then he like he just has a lot of like really powerful abilities. Um, but it's the it's the debuff cleanse for me. So I ended up uh, not playing a bunch with a, a lot of different characters once I figured out the comp that I liked. I ran um, Bromalawi Yasuo, uh, which proved to be pretty solid. Um, but it was fun. It was, it's, I was saying this into this court. It's probably my favorite, like turn-based RPG combat system, um, ever, uh, especially in the very last boss fights where, um, it, like you should look up some gameplay and there, there are some like specific windows where you have to use abilities in certain, um, yeah. certain, uh, they, what do they call it? Hazards or boons? Yeah. Um, certain areas of the, of the like initiative order, basically, um which which is really cool uh and and super super fun you you ended up like it was the first time i was actually like worried about my mana costs aiden i don't know if you experienced yeah no it's it's cool but very cool the story was pretty good i i i didn't have any complaints about that so hey that's exciting um and i think that's about it i'm i'm starting to play a little bit through it's a game called uh ai the somnium files it looks like huh. an anime, like um, like detective game. So that's it's been pretty cool. Um, oh, and aside yeah. from that, I think I mean I think that's it. I watched a bunch of movies this week um, that I hadn't seen before. Edward Scissorhands, Edward Scissorhands, Office Space, uh, Tangled. Oh, yeah, dude. So lots of stuff. 
Um, I guess let's get into the show, though. We've got one patron. Shout out to Austin. Thank you, Austin, for for supporting us. Welcome. Yeah. And glad to have you on the first show of the month that we're doing the full support. So, uh, yeah, I just want to announce that I think from uh, starting next month, we're going to be trying it as a credit roll. We got a lot of emails from patrons and non-patrons saying like, hey, I don't really mind it being at the end of the show. Hey, I don't really get that much value out of it. We still want to like, we don't want to remove it from the show. We still think it's super mm-hmm. important. That being said, uh, I, I think starting next month, we probably are going to try it as a, a credit roll at the end of the, the monthly show. Um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, if, if not, I can always just try and read it twice as fast and then you won't be able True. to understand True. anyone's name. It'll be great. Yeah, that's exactly what we want. Um, so, without further ado, thank you to our supporters, such as Fifty Shades of Faker, Aaron, Adrian, Adrian, sadly not a Joshua, Alex, Andrew, Armis, Arsonist, Asta Pasta, Austin, Beer Better, Ben, Bellator, Big Peen Sheen, Blooper, Brosif, Brother Dust, Chaz, Chris, Kodio, Coin Toss, Coastal Toast, Dabular, Dalton, Daddy Kaiser, Dapper Dodge, David, Decar, Devin, Diggity Daxter, Dippy, Dr. Libby, Don't Be Creative, Drive Forward, Dr. Nolly, Drew, Dr. Haferfer, Dream Villain J, El Saga, Elliot, Elliot, Inebriated Otter, X Vengeance, Foxlow, Franco, Fritz, Frozen Ninja, Gamer Wolf, Guillermo, George, Gray White, Gunner, Harry Spanker, Harley, Hexen, Heckin' Duck, H-Fire, Herx, I Cosplay Gragus, I Am 3D Ski, Ibra, Iron Squid, Isaac, It's In My Veins, Jacob, Jacob, Jake, Jake, Jake from State Farm, <laughs> Jamal, Jody, J- Jaziel, Jeff, Jesse, Jigmink, Jisoo, Joby, John, Jonah, Jonah, or Jonah Ho, Jorge, Jordan, Josh, Josh, but not a Josh, 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 Joshua, Josh, Joshua, 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 Carson, Chaos Reaper, Kennedy, Clon Amy, Colby, Conrad, Crambone, Chris, Landon, League Saint, aka Matt, aka Jock Lecoq Grande, Lacona, Levi, Levi spells evil, Leviathan, Little Barnabas, Little Lorian, literally Gary, Lofi, L.S. Daniel, Lucas, Madeline, Marshall, Mary Makes No Sense, Max and Mox, Mew Pew Pew Yo Face, Michael, Milkman, Monty, Mr. Ginger, Muse Guy, Nathan, 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 Nathaniel, Nikoj, Night Rift, Noah, Noah, Nonscient, Nick T. Knox, Oscar, Orden, Papakush, Ivern, Pards Bay, Picasso, Pocky, Puff Clouding, Purple Play Panda, Quinkles, Raphael, Rattlesnake, Jake, Red Lefty, RJ, Roy, Ryan, 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 S49, <laughs> Sammy, Scarecrow Jones, Sejuani's Baby Daddy, Selfius, Seth, Slacker Savior, Stefan, Stu, Stuart, Sunny, Sunny Pebble, T. Wait, Nuncharco, T. Hubs, Tanner, Thane, The Last Samurai, The Slater, Thomas, Thomas, Titties and Biddies, T. Scottlem, Ty, Ty, Walter, Womper, Will, William, Wolfie, Wyatt, Zavarux, Saad, Yanis, Yukamaro, Yumi with a Gun, Zorica, Joman, and Zyra is my champ. Ooh, hell yeah. Nice. Good job, Golden. Thanks. Uh, Aiden, do we have any LeeCast news? Uh, that's just how we recorded our Patreon episode, and it's live on our Patreon for $1. Uh, you can go listen to it. We debate a bunch of shit. Uh, if you don't want to support us for only $1 a month, you can um, uh, you. listen to it free on YouTube uh, at the end of uh, yeah, July. Yeah, we won't read your name nice. during the show because you're not a patron, nope. and then you'll feel sad about that. True. You'll say, I, yeah. I hear Josh 11 times, but that's not me, Josh. That's a different Josh. <laughs> That is a different Josh Sage. Nice. Um, let's talk about the small 1212B patch. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's just a little patch uh not really going to go into it too deep um it's literally just a tiny little patch and then we're getting the large 12.13 patch i think uh closer to the end of july because riot's taking a bit of a break and then yada 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 um so the only changes are Shaco's getting um, some buffs. They're literally minor. I'm just going to like say like overall what they are. Just Shaco's getting some minor buffs. Katarina's getting some minor buffs because they fucking turbo nerfed her. Caitlyn's getting minor buffs. Leona's getting the smallest buffs I've ever seen in my fucking life. They're <laughs> they giving suck. her seven damage per level on her passive, I think, or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, yeah. it, it's fucking crazy small. Um, and then the nerfs are like a little more substantial. Belveth is getting a bit of nerf, thank God. Uh, Senna's getting she got nerfed pretty fucking hard mm-hmm. uh, her win rate dropped i think three percent from yesterday to today um tom kench's win rate dropped three percent because they nerfed him pretty hard um zary got some nerfs didn't change her win rate at all she's still fucking turbo op <laughs> wukong uh got nerfs seraphine got nerfs and then yumi also got nerfs and everyone's like oh this is a huge new yumi nerf they're taking the 50 range off of her passive to get her mana back uh win rate changed zero percent so yeah <laughs> turns out you don't really on. have to do that <laughs> yeah um, so then there's like a bunch of bigger changes coming next patch, like actually for 12.13. We'll talk about those ones in depth. Just for the for a B patch, it's pretty well a micro patch. There's just no real reason to talk about it in depth. Uh, I'm very excited next patch though, because Divine Sunder is getting fucking gutted. Hell yeah. That'd be like exciting Divine for Sunder. You. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's cool. actually really big for your champ, to be honest. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and then RP prices are going up 10% in North America Dude. and Europe. It's so fucking crazy. Like... They like once again. I, I'm I'm I'd say overall I'm a riot simp. I, I think you guys are also like slightly yeah. riot simp. I'm probably the biggest riot simp out of the three of us. It's fucking crazy that their shit, shitty digital currency can be adjusted with inflation because the fucking billion dollar company needs to make more money. Like it does kind of seem like a little. Yeah, it's just it's shitty. Like I don't know. Yeah. I, I just feel like it, inflation to match using inflation on your digital currency to match real world world inflation is so fucking weird to me like it it doesn't make sense like your fucking digital currency isn't costing more like your digital products don't cost more you know what i mean yeah Yeah. it's uh it's wild also they like are choosing to line it up with you know the the traditional like fiat currency where all the digital currency right now is getting fucked like yeah it's like oh okay yeah we're gonna we're gonna adjust for like the market great uh rp should actually i should get like ten thousand rp for one dollar because digital currencies are (laughs) nothing right now (laughs) yeah no it's super shitty the only good thing that they didn't hear was they made it so that every region now has a um single transaction way to get a um 1350 skin like for oh like, nice you can That's get 1380 good. rp so you know, like in canada before you could either get 1020 rp or you'd get 2075 rp right mm-hmm. so like you'd have to buy 10 then 5 to get it in like the, yeah. the most inexpensive way which i think that's a good consumer change but everything else is just fucking whack um but whatever this these changes happen in uh august 19th um but from july 14th to july 30th um you get double bonus rp which is like the wow. little fucking five percent that you get on when you buy like a shitload um i don't know it, it just i, I don't want to buy rp <laughs> yeah i would definitely not recommend it <laughs> yeah it's just shitty because it's one of those things where i don't think these prices will ever go down even if currency like an inflation changes but uh yeah we'll that see. is the that is the downside of this particular like you know happenstances you know okay well we're just never getting regular price rp again Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's gonna be interesting i mean it's 
it's tough because like there's definitely still things i would like i'll want to purchase like events passes and i'll normally do like the tft Mm -hmm. pass but it's like i i'm at a point where i would rather like i i wish i could just purchase those things for us dollars to tell me exactly what i'm actually spending and buy no more no less than that right it's like new Mm -hmm. event happens buy the pass for ten dollars i'm like great here's my credit card info right like i don't i don't want to have to sit on like three thousand rp in case something comes up that i want to buy well the the issue is like you they get the like um like impulse purchasing when you when you're just like five dollars away you know it's like oh i just need a little bit more rp like i'll just buy real quick yeah yeah i think that's where the that's like that's where the value of having a your own currency you know comes from Oh, yeah, for sure. Having it, it, having it not be able to just purchase things in, in like U.S. dollars is mm-hmm. yes. Like, there's a reason that most companies yeah. do that is because they make way more money because of it. Like the I only need five dollars yeah. more, or I might as well buy forty dollars worth because I get a little bit more bonus, or you know, well, I'm always gonna have some sitting amount left over, so I need to keep buying more so that I can use what I have already. It also dissociates the actual currency because we yeah. have 14 Bazinga bucks. You don't realize it's actually $20, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, I don't know. It's like there's tons of shitty things with digital currency. I just think that this is coming at a bad time. I'm personally not someone who thinks that skin quality has gotten worse, but I think that is a general sentiment, especially recently on uh, social media that like rides been producing yeah, people a lot are really of unhappy shittier skins. Mm-hmm. So it's a combination of them producing quote unquote shittier skins rp prices increasing and them removing or like lowering like the value out of like prime capsules the removing the essence emporium uh making it so mythic essence is a harder to get currency making it so event passes are less worthwhile like it's just all these things combined feels bad i think yeah it so does what they for need sure. to do is just let us bet rp on any like lcs <laughs> or World's events right like just in the client let me bet RP. It's it's Bazinga Bucks. It's not real gambling, guys. It, I feel like it would have to be not that. Like it would have to be some some different form, like currency. Yeah, you know? it would. Yeah. It would be hilarious. Though. Like, can you imagine? It would be absolutely. The fucking Reddit though. threads would be so funny if they're like coming next fall. You can bet RP on Worlds matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be wild. Cool. Anyways, uh, good luck, boys. If you do want to buy RP, um, I recommend you don't. But if you do, buy it before August nineteenth yeah. because that's when the prices get increased for pretty well every account. region. If you're Sounds in Poland, good. it fucking gets increased by twenty percent, uh, but it's ten like oh percent pretty well everywhere else. So that's insane, actually. Yeah. So it's a little fucky wucky. So. All right. But awesome. Well, thank you. Um, thanks for doing the, the 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 news. We have a story from Geomancy. Yeah, uh, the title is on a scale of one to ten. I guess it's pretty dang good. Five stars. Uh, this was the first podcast I ever listened to, and still the best to this day. Nothing takes the edge off work like immersing yourself back into League of Legends content and forgetting about things for an hour. Whenever I put the podcast on, it feels like I'm catching up with old friends, nerding out, and sharing a laugh. 
every section is great, you guys clearly put a lot of effort into making the ad reads funny, and I've even stopped skipping the monthly Patreon list because A, <laughs> those people deserve to be recognized, and B, the sheer amount of Josh-related names never fails to make me laugh. You guys should be proud of what you have achieved with this podcast, uh, and know that everyone who listens is extremely grateful to you for making their days that little bit better. Thanks for the amazing content, Geomancy. Hell yeah, yeah we love thank our you, community. Geomancy. Glad you enjoy all the Joshes. Awesome. Hell yeah, <laughs> definitely. We all do. Um, let's talk about Manscaped. Another thing we enjoy. Oh, for sure. Now, a- as we just covered a moment ago. Riot Games, bad. Why? Because they're offering you less for more money. Want to know who's offering you more for less money? Our friends at Manscaped <laughs> during sweaty sack summer. It's approaching, and it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing out these boxers, and I can say that it's the softest fabric of any underwear. So breathable, it's like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch so you know they're serious. It's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code LeagueCast at Manscaped.com. All right, I've got, I've got a question for you, Nick. Because they mentioned that it's mm-hmm. like having gills for your groin. Would you, if, okay. if, if like a genie showed up and said, you can breathe underwater, but the, the gills are like on, the in, on your inner thighs, would you take that deal? I mean, I, I think, obviously. I think it would be a fool not Absolutely, to. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Okay, didn't really have anything to do with the ad read. I just wanted to know your thoughts on As long that. as I had some soft fabric to protect Oh, yeah. My, well, you wouldn't want your gills chafing. Delicate gills. Yeah. You, yeah. You'd have your jewel pouch, and you'd have <laughs> extra protection for your gills with the really soft, really breathable. Like, honestly, they are the most comfortable boxers I've ever had. I don't... Yeah, I, I really personally comfy. am pretty cheap when it comes to a lot of like clothing stuff so i'll get just like the cheap like three pack and i'm i these are just like miles beyond it it makes me wish i had more than two pairs of manscaped underwear because so i could wear them every day Mm -hmm. um but you guys can get that with the uh, performance package 4.0 or you can just get the boxers all of which you can get for 20 percent off and free shipping with the code leadcast at manscaped.com again that's 20 percent off and free shipping with the code leadcast at manscaped.com once the boxers 2.0 touch your sack you'll never go back hell yeah thank you manscaped all right Thank you so much, Manscaped. From there? Let's talk about in-game trackers. <laughs> yeah. Want me to give the rundown on this really quick? I do. So there was a Reddit thread that came up a couple days ago. People saying, why the fuck is no one talking about this? Um, so let's do the full lore. <laughs> uh, League of Legends has camp timers. If you play League of Legends, you hit tab. You can see red when red buff spawns. You can see when Baron and Dragon spawn. This didn't used to always be the case for those who didn't play it pre-season five um before you'd have to time it yourself and then they would just like appear randomly right so like timing th- things in chat was really important and then uh there was an app that was made called the curse app which sponsored by curse now team liquid um which 
added in-game timers uh and pretty well fucking just everyone used it because having in-game timers is really really yeah. important it allowed you to track stuff perfectly it also added voice chat uh <laughs> But uh, Riot ended up banning it. They said, hey, A, we don't want you guys to have voice chat. And B, we think this gives an unfair advantage. And then what they did to compensate was they added their own timers for Red Buff, Blue Buff, and Baron and Dragon uh, as a compensation. So nowadays, it's been a couple of years. Um, and now apps like Professor, U.GG, um, Blitz app, they all have various things that you can get in-game. Um, the consistent one across all of them is all of them have in-game timers for every single camp. So you can see when Wolf Camp's going to spawn Raptor Camp, um, Scuttles, all that stuff. Um, Porofessor has it so that you can track enemy summoner spell uh, cooldowns. So the enemy rel flashes, you click this button on screen uh, and it tracks her flash timer. Um, rather than having to like write it down mm-hmm. or make a mental note of it. Um, and then like, there's a bunch of other things that you can do. Uh, but that's like kind of the biggest one. That's like, like a kind of a, Oh no, is this, is this an issue? Should we be allowing this? Um, I think most people are kind of okay with the actual camp timers overall, even though once again, it's an unfair advantage that no one else has. Um, but the summoner spell one is fucking crazy. What's even crazier is that if two or more people have the Professor app, um, it will sync their fucking timers. So if yeah. one person clicks this uh, flash timer, it will sync it for the other players in game who have that timer. Yeah, and that that's the line for me. I think... Um... I think I we talked about this a little bit in the Discord, but I think as soon as you have access to information that you otherwise normally wouldn't, um, I think that's when it becomes problematic. And I think like, it, for example, you can just make a program that that just has a bunch of timers where you click a timer whenever you take a camp, and yeah. you know it. it it's not as efficient as having it as an overlay in the game, of course, but that's information that you, that everyone can have access to. You could write it on a, down a notepad, right? That was like the famous yeah. thing is like pro players would alt tab during game and fucking put stuff on a notepad and like old, like seasons of elite LCS. Mm-hmm. They'd have a, a <laughs> but, but realistically in front of them, like, yeah. Yeah. But realistically, like you're not getting, um, you know, summoner spell information. The moment that someone uses it outside of your own lane, unless you're like playing, I don't know, support or jungle and, and can have, you know, that information. Um, or unless you're LS so I, I think that's mashing your F keys constantly. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's kind of where um, I think a lot of like my issue is that you just have access to information that you otherwise normally wouldn't. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree with you, Nick, that like if you're getting information that you didn't trigger the timer for or witness, I, I think that that's like, a good spot where you could draw a line to me i'm i I almost feel like they need to go full send on the whole thing and just like any camp that was cleared that your team had vision of like the timer should just be their default it shouldn't have to be a third party app yeah like it should just be there any summoner spell that somebody on your team witnessed like you should just have the cooldown of it like, if you're going to, hmm. like, right, because it, it, it's information that is accessible if you, like, happen to be watching all of those things. And mm-hmm. I think inevitably, yeah. you're going to always run into a situation where, like, th- there's so much gray area, right? Where it's like, okay, you can say that having an app track, to track it for you is too much. Or you might say, well, okay, an app tracking it is fine, but you can't if it, like pulls it from another player or it's like it's okay to have a notepad 
or you, you might you might even go full send and say like no it's it's cheating to write down the enemy's flash timer on a note card in front of you and like i i think mm-hmm. that like none of those are distinctly different enough to me where like okay if, if the enemy flashed and your team had vision of it fine okay whatever like you 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 have their flash cooldown. You can find out what their runes are to know what the cooldown should be. You can see if they have boots of lucidity or not. Like all of that information is available to anyone who had vision of it. So you might as well just go full send, let everybody have all the information, and then it right, it's a fair playing field again where everyone's got all the info. It's back to just what you do with it. Um can mm-hmm. I figure out where you stand on something? Because I, I think most people agree that, yeah, like, camp timers are probably fine. It's not that big of a deal. Um, even, like, yeah, like, uh, I know Flash is five five minutes or whatever, yeah. right? What about this, Colton? There's things in the game, like lucidity boots, um, items, runes, that reduce uh, spell timers. Should you have access to that, right? Right, yeah. And so, so like, that's the thing where, because you do... Either you, you have to make it a world where I can't find my enemy's runes or it should just be fully available. Like, that that's kind of where I'm standing. Because, like, like, you just go full, yeah. s- full send one side or the other where it's, like, you have no information, figure it out, or here's all the information, everybody's got it. It, it is weird because, like, say Leona flashes and I, I click the flash button, it's five minutes, right? Like, I, I can fucking do five minutes. I yeah. know flash is five minutes. That being said, I, like... In theory, I can look at her runes, see that she has the rune that changes summoner spells. I can see that she built lucidity boots, and in theory, I can do that calculation. No one fucking does that calculation. No, no one's gonna fucking do no, that calculation. right? Like poor so professor it's, does, it's, right? It's the yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It's a weird balance of um. <laughs> do you just allow them to have wrong information, meaning make it so poor professor can't fucking calculate rune stuff, which I don't think is a good solution either. You can no. have wrong information, or make it so that you can't have the information at all or have it everyone has the exact same and it's like it feels like everyone having the exact same is probably the easiest way to go because fuck man in theory yeah you can calculate yourself no one's going to calculate itself making it so the apps calculate it wrong isn't a good solution probably just making it so everyone has access to it is probably yeah and then there's also stuff like right i I guess hex flash is really the only example right like in the case of if they have hex flash you can you can see that it's hex flash like if you have vision of them and then it'll turn into the regular flash icon when it's back yeah. available like if that is right you can see that on enemies not just allies right i'm not mm-hmm. yeah i was just making sure yeah. i'm not yeah. smoking um yeah you can i have another slippery slope scenario go for it what do we think about so like riot goes fuck it guys we're gonna add camp timers we're gonna add summoner spell timers it's gonna auto track what happens when poor professor u.gg blitz.gg whatever goes okay we're gonna make it so now we're gonna add ultimate timers so you can click ultimate timers for characters yeah right is, is that stepping too far is, is it bad that yeah, i, I know, know when atrox alt is up because in theory i can i can know the cooldown i can factor in his ability haste and i can know when it's back up right that is a calculation i can do it's a calculation calculation i will never do but a program can easily do it yeah, yeah. And, and again that that to me is where i say just like full send on it and like fuck <laughs> it right because like 
anyone can do it. And the thing is, where, like, if they, if tomorrow they said, okay, here you go, here's all the camp timers, but we're not going to give you summoner spell timers. What's going to happen? U.G.G. and Poor Professor are going to say, hey, use our third-party service because we calculate summoner spells. And then a month later, Riot says, okay, yeah. here you go, you have summoner spells. And they say, okay, cool, well, here's our new feature. We're going to track ultimates. Just click their alt when they use it, and now you have ultimate timer. And then Riot says, okay, well, here you go, here's ultimate timers. And then they'll add a feature where you can, you like, ping your opponent's basic abilities and their passive, right? Like, it... If if you're going to make information like publicly available like that again, just make it all, and then what's going to happen is people are just going to not use it, right? Like, yeah, they're not going to go in there and, and ping that thing because it's just too much effort. Like they won't think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I, um, I that it, that's interesting. That being said, I've not seen anyone sync up and in, in with me when i'm when i'm using it so. yeah it is it, it, yeah i think the syncing thing's the biggest thing yeah i, I think colton i'm kind of on your side where i'm fine with if i on my own client click flash on the enemy it will show me what the cooldown is going to be like on her on their flash when it's back up according to what their current stuff is i think it's fine if i do it through ultimate sure that's fine i i think it's like you still have to physically click it it's not going to get relayed to your teammates it's probably the only way to make it so that no one else in the game has an unfair advantage um, I think that's probably fine. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it is a weird thing that Riot needs to address regardless. Riot has always kind of been weird about addressing this. Like, I mean, there's a reason why we're in this current situation. I'm not sure if you guys also remember this. This is like three, four years ago um, when Riot first released their API and said, hey, start making fun stuff and we'll like approve stuff that we think is okay for the game and stuff, whatever. And someone on Reddit made an app that you could put on in your game that would tell you if your combo would kill someone. Your full combo would like yo i don't remember that that's crazy um and riot initially approved it and the huh. reason why this guy posts on reddit is he's like hey riot approved this i don't think it should be approved i think this is information that you just should not have mm-hmm. even though they physically then they like backed up and they said yeah okay we agree that it shouldn't be allowed and then they like obviously disapproved it but the fact that like it's this weird ground of like there's so much information available to like programs that you probably have to give some of it up, man. Like yeah. the advantage that you can have by having this stuff is crazy. I'm not sure if you guys have. There was a a, a, a scripter who got a popular stream on like Reddit a couple of days ago, like a, a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and it's crazy all the information that scripts can do. I'm not saying like go script and go find scripts, but like if you guys want, go like look up some scripting footage on YouTube. Like it's stuff like he can tra- he the program the program that he has tracks every single timer of everything in the game right like every single summoner spell abilities whatever if someone goes into fog of war it starts creating a map like spreading out fuck? from the last place you saw of, them yeah, where they could where be they can be movement. based on their yeah. movement speed like it's like that's it, dude crazy. that shit's so fucking crazy mm-hmm. that's insane what yeah and i think like it's it, it's tough because like a lot of it Right, like as much as I want to say, like make it all available, I think like that kind of thing is too far because there there needs to be something that you as a, as a player are tracking, right? Where it's like, okay, well, yeah, you you can definitely say like, well, I haven't seen a person for eight seconds. Their movement speed is three hundred nineteen, yeah. so they could be here. Um, but I think that like, yeah, at a certain point, again, it's really hard to draw that line of where it's too much where you know and that's why i generally would say like give them all the information because at a certain point if you've got literally everything it's like great i'm looking at 20 timers and like eight overlapping bubbles of where they could be and it's like okay so you're still like 
lost trying to figure out what's happening. Yeah. Um, one thing that they should have in the client, I think that really sucks that they don't, and would be like a much more basic like quality of life thing is that when you like go to the scoreboard and hover over a champion, you should be able to like click them and open up their like passive and abilities to see what the nah. base values are and they're like and they're scaling. <laughs> nah. You think you should be able to see stuff in yeah. game code? Yeah, right. Like if I'm against a Disagree. Wukong, I should be able to tab and like click on Wukong and see like, okay, his passive does this. It has this cooldown. It scales with this. And like if you want to have just the the scaling number and not have it like input his actual ad to tell you like exactly how much q damage will do i'm fine with that i i I don't think that like it should do that for you it definitely could um right and like it it wouldn't know how many ranks they had put into it so like that's another limiting factor where it can just basically show you what it would do but like the fact that you can't fucking do that right like I'm against X character and I'm not super familiar. Like I, I shouldn't have to alt tab and be like, okay, Google, what's uh what's Kiana's ultimate cooldown? Like eighty-four seconds. Like, why do I have yeah. to do that? Why can't I just hover over her and see the base value? Yeah, I mean in Dota, yeah, you can just click on them and, and it shows their abilities. Yeah. Uh it doesn't show like the cooldowns or the ranks that they or it does show the cooldowns but like not I mean the base values like you were saying, it doesn't show what they've skilled mm-hmm. into it um but you can see basically everything you you need to see and and i, I don't know it just seems ridiculous that yeah that the game yeah right like okay, here there you go here's yeah. the ultimate 180 60 is the cooldown breakdown i you know they're level 11 they've got 40 ability haste like i can have an idea of what the cooldown is yeah apparently the only other thing i missed by the way is uh mobilitics has a thing that when your uh opponent like comes back to lane when with the new item it pops up like on the screen like with the item they bought which once again it's like is it a deal breaker? Yeah. No. But like, it's like, it's still information that like in theory you'd have to check. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I don't know. It's one of those things where the reality is guys, it is not cheating right now. Um, like a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, I, I asked earlier in the week, like, Hey, what do you guys think about this? A lot of people are like, it's fucking cheating. Like you're, you're a cheater. If you do this, the reality is it's information that you have access to. Riot currently allows it. So you're allowed to do it. I don't know if Riot should or shouldn't. Uh, I think Colton has made a good compelling argument of like why just more information should just be available because it's all doable. Computers will do it and people will get unfair advantages. Might as well make even the playing field. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is a weird ground. I think Riot just needs to take a hard stance and that will like help clear up a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I think right like you're you're talking about this like the the scripter stream, and I'm thinking about like what other information could you have scripts collect right? So. Any character who's visible on the minimap when they kill a minion, which will be every single time, like when any of your allied minions dies, you'll know who killed it. So you can have an accurate gold and XP total for every champion on the enemy team. And then based on CS numbers, when the jungler exits, you can have a pretty good idea there as well, right? Like you could have scripts doing all that. So I can like hover over the Ezreal and be like, okay, he's two caster minions away from level three. He's got 497 gold. Like I'm going to all in him uh, here because he's going to have a bad base, right? Like you could have all of that available to you. If you had scripts to do it, you could have the cooldowns of all of their abilities and the scaling. Like you could, you could hover over that same Ezreal and be like, okay, if he EWQs and two autos you, it's going to do exactly this much damage with his current AD and your current armor. Like, 
And at, at yeah. that point, with like all of that information available, right? It's like it's a different game than the game you play today, but right, it's still then a question of right, like, and that's always what League has been is like process the incoming information, do with it what you will, and try and get mm-hmm. more value out of that information than your opponent. And while those third party tools do feel like cheating if you aren't using them if riot's not going to make all of that information unavailable to people then it should just be right like i think you need to go fully on one side or the other like either you can't see their runes you you don't like know any timers like figure it all out in your head or on a piece of paper or and all of these third-party apps are banned and if you use one like internally on your desktop it'll find it and you'll get banned for that too which i think that's a shit solution um but so therefore make it all available that's that's my thought right because like if they banned poor professor and you.gg right like i could have a notepad on my computer i could have an excel sheet and then if like riot vanguard is looking at my computer it's like oh you're alt tabbing and accessing an excel spreadsheet we're going to suspend your account what do I have my laptop up next next to me with that same spreadsheet <laughs> up, but so that it's a different machine? Like, it's I don't know, it's dumb, and I'm very much like slippery sloping dumb, the yeah. argument, but I feel like it's one of those where there's so much wiggle room in in between. You just have to full send on one side or the other. For sure, yeah, I, I agree. That's a good way to put it. I'd love to hear our uh, community's thoughts if they have yeah. any emails or message us on uh, Discord. We'll start a discussion. Yeah. It'll be fun. Cool. Uh, let's move on to um, just competitive uh, LEC and LCS are off this week. Um, so that's kind of like the only news are there. They? Yeah, I didn't are. realize that, huh? Yeah, Maybe I don't Ryan's pay attention a break. To, uh, to league, to pro league. Yeah. <laughs> you know who never but, takes uh, a break? Our friends <laughs> over at NordVPN. Nice. Because they have easy-to-use-one-click protection, or you can auto-enable it for zero-click protection to access 5,400-plus servers in 58 countries. You can find a server near you with better <laughs> speed and connect to faraway locations to freely explore the internet. You'll get amazing speed. Confirmed by speed test, it's the fastest VPN provider out there. And as Aiden recently discovered, you can uh, connect it on all your devices, up to six of them on every major platform, including Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, and Linux. Even your Android TV supports NordVPN, so you can watch that sweet, sweet anime that North American Netflix or Amazon Prime or Crunchyroll don't have available. Just get in your little NordVPN, move it to Canada, to Mexico, to wherever you need to, and... uh, Get your weeb content, and that's probably the only thing you do with it, right? It's just all the weeb content. I haven't watched anime in fucking like you've been year, too dude, busy tracking if, your, if your going video to, game deaths in a fucking spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, <True. laughs> I haven't, I haven't really either. But uh, again, all of that is available to you, and you can also get some uh, some bonuses with our code leadcast you'll get a 30-day money-back guarantee if for whatever reason you don't like the product as well as uh, i gotta find it here free threat protection and an additional month for free again at nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast you get a big discount off the plan a bonus month for free as well as that free threat protection and 30-day money-back guarantee Thanks so much to our pals at NordVPN, keeping our internet traffic safe, kind of like Manscaped, keeping our balls safe. Hell yeah. Roundtable. Thank you, NordVPN. Yeah. 
Yeah, awesome. Uh, cool. Let's hop into the round table. Um, so last week, the question was, um, uh, you get transported back in time to a season that you started playing League. Your Q pops, who do you lock in? We got lots of good answers from our Twitter. Nas Asia says, I think I'd bust out Gragas. No charge time on barrel. No alt minimum flight time. E bonkers CD. If you go CDR with DFG, no one can survive a combo. The craziest thing is how long that stuff was broken and nobody True. knew. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dragon uh, on 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 ta- tamer 888 <laughs> uh said Jin. he just came out yesterday and it's one of the far uh and it's far by far the best champion they've ever made in my opinion uh i also uh await the year or two before zaya or Khan come out uh so, and i can get uh, my main back again that's funny dude waiting for your main to come out because you're fucking back in time <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, funny and then last from twitter uh that last that one shot said uh thresh back in the time i'd be dunking all over the rift uh with the game having one third of the mobility it does right now yeah fucking hook champions got kind of toasted with uh the mobility changes to yeah the true um from our discord's little barnabas said i'd lock an eve and stack sunfire cape so i could just stand near people and watch them burn classic <laughs> t corbs said a fiddlestick he was just released and he was played the support role dude the fucking bouncing crow oh god what a nightmare yeah and then last but not least from uh Chuzix, he said how how has nobody mentioned graves yet heard this roundtable on the podcast today and i finally decided to join the discord welcome uh because of this question i'm 120 percent confident that if riot ever if never reworked graves i would still have a million i would have a million mastery points on him i remember getting a mystery skin for my friend back in the start of season three loot wasn't a thing back then so you really had to spend money to get skins started playing graves only uh because i got cool party graves from the mystery skin box fell in love with him and he's basically standard to carry but you could one tap people uh anyway anyway with his old qr just like lethality grave still does today besides that his auto animation felt so nice and smooth until they decided True. to rework him and i've been missing him ever since i feel like a lot of people miss old graves. yeah I, I played a shit ton of 80 carry graves in like season two yeah i just yeah. felt like his auto attacks felt better than other champions but yeah that's the only thing i could i, I feel <laughs> cool uh, this week's roundtable question is Riot has officially run out of rotating game modes. You are tasked with creating a new rotating game mode to wow the player base. What is your elevator pitch for this new game mode? It's honestly so easy. Please, Riot Games, start combining game modes. I don't understand why that's not not happened already. It, it but has like, a little bit. Give me, right, with like, but not to the extent that I yeah. want. Give me like, give me one for all Earth Hexakill. Like that that'd be insane. Oh, oh, for sure, for right. sure. Right? Yeah. Like they, they haven't gone far enough where it's like, okay, well, you can do all random earth or you can do like, you know, two combinations of like pretty vanilla game modes instead of like the, the full, give me like, yeah. give me earth, nexus, sieged. Everyone has the same character, but they also have like ultimate spell book, right? Like mm-hmm. to put it fucking all together. Yeah. Give me something crazy. Um, I, uh, Aiden, do you have a game mode in mind before we just keep going? <laughs> so mine is just like taking something that they like obviously like made as a joke, but I think it would be fun to bring for like one patch is nerf. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, they released Earth and it was like a huge success. And then the year later for Earth's anniversary, they said, Hey, we're making a new game mode. It's called nerf. Um, I'm not sure if you guys remember this at all. Um, 
but the idea was it was it was a joke game mode didn't actually obviously release and it was just like were characters like shitty le- yeah they were just super oh, shitty God. so like um i'm trying to pull, pull up the actual stats because they're listed in this video somewhere it's like all cooldowns are 200 percent. so like your cooldowns are twice as long <laughs> um your attack speed so oh, all mana and energy costs are double um oh uh, yeah 200 cooldown reduction or 200 cooldown uh every character has 225 reduced movement speed uh <laughs> And then all your, like, auto attacks are, like, super slow as well. Um, and it looks fucking miserable. They have, like, a teaser. You guys can look it up on YouTube. Uh, I'm sure, I am I think it's still on there. It's called uh, Nerf Mode 2015. Uh, but I think it would be fun just to play for, like, a one-time thing. Like, a one-day, like, on yeah. April Fools. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like that, too. It'd be fun to play with your homies. You know, to be just fucking sluggish around the <laughs> map. <laughs> I could definitely see us, like, Nick and I, like, walking the lane. It's like, oh, no, my back. Nick, help me get to lane. <laughs> <laughs> Tossed a lantern i can't make funny. it there alone help <laughs> um i i've got a, a great way for riot games to to wow the player base uh bring back a fully reworked threes map boom, boom. no or or just give us nexus siege but uh permanent i, I think like the, honestly the the best the, the best thing that they could do and i think by far the easiest is not make a new custom game mode it, or a new rotating game mode. It's allow us to do them in customs, right? Like yeah. that's that's the solution that would make players the most happy is, you know, all of these rotating game modes that you might have liked at some point here, they're all available for custom games. So the 5% of players who like this one and the 7% of players who like this one, like they can play those modes. They might have to like, find nine other people who also liked that mode and it might take a while but that's kind of their choice but like if i if i want to play snowdown showdown i I should be able to especially if i have other Mm. people who also want to do that in a custom game mode like i'm not asking you to balance it i'm not asking you to patch it i I just want to play it in customs yeah yeah i'd like that oh yeah nice Yeah, if you want to tell us uh, what you would like as a, what you'd pitch as a new game mode, you can hit us up on our Twitter at LeagueCast, send us an email at mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com, or come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's uh, discord.gg slash LeagueCast. Cool. All right, let's jump into mail fight. The first email is from Mr. Lover. He actually sent this last week, but it's so gigantic in scope um, <laughs> that we uh, we put it on the back burner for a week so we could take a, a little more look into it. Um said hey aiden and the rest of the fellows you 100 don't need to read this on the show but if you'd like to talk about it you're more than welcome the short summary is after the uh taking criticism episode i wanted to see if you guys have really changed all that much in which sections get more discussion so i did a little research and then a little research turned into a lot of research and data the excel sheets are kind of the raw data i used and the word doc is my write-up hope this is at least a little interesting i'll probably post it for the discord too but i wanted to give you to you guys first in case in case you guys wanted to do anything with it have a great day you guys so then you send a uh a thesis paper on (laughs) data analysis and uh and then along with some excel spreadsheets yeah um, we've read through the entire thing it's like really really cool that you mm-hmm. like did this uh for us it's fucking awesome i'm not sure if anyone in the community would be interested in seeing this i'm not sure if you want to make it public at all but i'm sure there's some people that'd be interested in seeing this a little bit uh mm-hmm. just kind of the gist of it though at least like the the quick the quick little easy to talk about things um 
uh, he, he put together like a bunch of graphs and stuff for us. And it's cool just seeing like the, the breakdown of like uh, April 2019, our biggest section um, by like a lot is Roundtable. Mm-hmm. I guess that's just because it's a consistent always there type of thing. And, uh, and then in June 2019, it switched to being, um, sorry, uh, just like Riot stuff. I think that's when the big patch came down, I would assume, is like... 2019 it's hard to say mm-hmm. um and then in t- august 2019 um a huge part of it is pro league which is funny because uh we, we get a lot of flack for not talking about a uh, pro <laughs> league um but it's just cool seeing the breakdown change like throughout different episodes um it's really cool he just kind of chose three random episodes. i'd love to be able to see this with like a fuckload of um data you know what i mean like uh but it's one of those things that obviously it just requires so much time i mean the fact that he was able to do this with like uh he chose three random episodes for three months for every year i think is how he did it um it's just cool seeing like 2019 those were kind of our biggest sections um 2021 i think he he did april june august for each year yeah yeah yeah. i'm looking at the bottom and i guess it shifts to um just like a obviously the staples of our show are news stuff um round table yeah and then he, he excluded emails for a lot of it which i think is like a probably a good thing to exclude because it kind of shifts a lot of the mm-hmm. like the t- d- time spent and it, but, I, I would safely say it, it takes up about half the show right yeah it, it's a pretty emails. safe yeah bet, yeah but uh yeah he kind of broke it down and everything it's fucking it's just a beautiful piece of data and I, i'm sure some people in our community would be interested in seeing it as well mm-hmm. and i feel but like he had an overall yeah he said it overall summation essentially lead cast has grown its community has grown the engagement has grown but one thing uh it hasn't done is lose its roots uh around predictable events such as pro playoffs or patch notices an uptick in discussion about those specific subsections while pro play may have had a slight drop off in discussion time it has not gone away the funnies have seen a transformation and the inclusion of advertisements have made a niche within the show overall if you find yourself feeling like the show has changed or gone down a different path it's more likely that your tastes have changed because the content of the show is largely as it was up to four years ago so yeah it's fucking pretty awesome. interesting I, I really uh, appreciate this yeah so we, we really cool. appreciate seeing stuff like this. Uh, if you want to share it, feel free. I'm sure other people would be interested in seeing it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we appreciate it, Mr. Lover. You're, you're an awesome community member. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, the next email is actually one that we received last week, but I'm very glad that we uh, are, are doing it this week because mm-hmm. I played a game with this person randomly yeah, I today. Saw. <laughs> uh, I was playing with your cousin and yeah. um, we queued into this person on our team. Uh, and we lost the game, but he hopped in comms <laughs> with us and was like, "Hey, are are you Nick from from Leadcast?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, brother!" It was a uh, very cool, very cool. And then I got flamed by my eighty carry because I didn't play particularly well. Uh, oh. And then he said how to play Senna on the podcast and <laughs> how to how to throw games on the podcast. Yeah, so that's, that's cool. Um, but this uh. one's from Arctic. He says, hey, Cast, long-time listener, one-time Community Night enjoyer, hopefully more soon, and now first-time emailer. Thank you guys for making my commutes better for the past year and a half. I wanted to write in to bring up something that hasn't been talked about on the podcast in a long time, amateur leagues. Especially after the roundtable question from a few weeks ago, asking about how league has made life better for the listeners. I feel like I should mention them because of how much, leagues, uh, how much these leagues have changed my experience with the game. After playing Solo Queue for 10 years, I was amazed at the amount it uh, almost felt like a different game by playing in an organized environment. Between scouting opponents, planning drafts, strategizing for best of threes or fives, uh, and playing consistently with four committed teammates with voice comms, I was being exposed to dozens of dimensions of the game that even Clash doesn't fully capture. 
Even outside of the games, it was awesome being able to lean into the storylines of the league. Who were the standout superstars to play around? Who were the trash talkers that would fill the banter channel between games? Who had bad blood with whom from previous teams or leagues? Looking at the match results from across the league after we played our own matches to figure out what had happened was a surprising amount of extra fun. And as if I needed more of a reason to like the whole experience, my solo queue rank skyrocketed. I was learning how to play league the right way as part of a team rather than just as an individual. In Season 11, I barely snuck into D4 for the first time towards the end of the season. In Season 12, I've shot up to D3 98 LP with 60% win rate. And coincidentally, uh, I had to stop climbing for a little while to stay eligible for the league that I had been playing in. That's crazy. Uh, and he's D2 now, by the way, so it's even higher. Yes. <laughs> um, so in conclusion, I wanted to highly encourage anyone that's tired of solo queue to give these leagues a shot. I also wanted to ask, because I don't remember hearing you talk about it, have any of you three entered any leagues in the past? If so, which ones? And uh, what have your experiences been with those leagues? Thanks. And, and, and as is custom, sorry for the length of the email, Arctic. He, he typed that out properly. I just couldn't read properly. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of us have played in leagues. I, I I've always wanted to, especially know, when I had same. more time. Like I, I definitely at this point in my life won't play because I just don't care yeah. enough about league to like play the game and cover solo queue and do scrims and do like all everything else. Um, but back when I had so much time, I think it would have been like a really fun decision for me. Um, I'm sure you would have enjoyed it as well. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. I, I I would put it on the same level as like um like rating in an MMO. Where like it's just so vastly different from the from the game, and I feel like I would really really enjoy like that particular aspect of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, saying, if, if I have the opportunity, I would, but I don't think I'll I'll have the chance to as well. I was saying to um Trevor a couple weeks ago, like uh, like maybe in, like in a couple months time or like sometime in the future, it'd be cool if like we had one night a week where we could like play like flex or something like that, like just like consistent. Yeah. Like even the flex isn't really a competitive; it'd just be still fun to like you know try like one Mm -hmm. night a week or one once every second week or something like that it'd be cool yeah um but yeah uh none of us have like really played any leagues i think leagues are awesome though i've obviously Mm -hmm. wanted to get our community involved in leagues for a while i pitched this idea uh, like almost a year ago at this point where hey i want to sign like a bunch of our community members up for various leagues it's just one of those things of finding a league that is appropriate at the right time getting people through the whole process Mm -hmm. it's something i will do i promise it just might take a little bit longer i I definitely have a bunch of leagues scouted out that i want uh to at least talk to the admins about so yeah that'd be cool uh and good luck arctic i hope uh i hope you continue having fun with um uh with you with your leagues hell yeah Next email is from Thy Toad Super Top. Howdy, Leecast. It's Thy Toad Super, Thy Toad Super Top. I'm here to tell you uh, that not only is Tark very good in the support role, as was said last week, he's also pretty good in top lane. It's because of his Q, which makes him a competent trader, and his W, which makes him incredibly durable. His Q passive gives him about 120 health every one and a half seconds. Uh, Q, pap, pap, Q, pap, pap, Q, pap, pap, until the enemy laner realizes that they're not going to win any trade longer than one auto. That's just basic Tark stuff, though, so I take him top. What Tarek really wants to do in a fight is proc Q over and over to outsustain the enemy, which isn't really possible in the support role. You're too squishy and not uh, a high enough level to be able to tank the damage other lanes in the game pump out. If you take him top, you are one of the highest levels in the game and also have enough gold to buy the tank items that you need. You are also not delayed by needing to build support items. He is really good into pure tanks and assassins. Bruisers require a bit more care but can be handled as well once you have a uh, a component or boot under your belt. 
Steel Plates, Brambles, Wardens. As well, you're still Tarek. That juicy ult and double casting of abilities is still there. Time to address the downsides. You win every team fight, but you hard lose the split pusher. Someone else will have to come with you or solo cover for you as Hullbreaker almost completely negates your damage. And to AP characters, it can be a little rough as Tarek is good at stacking armor, but not good at stacking MR. He also loses to really high burst damage on low to mid cooldown, something like a Gwen Q or Brand combo. Uh, long silences from Garen or Cho'Gath also mess up your trade pattern. Build for me is, uh, is to solve as many issues since I want to spam his abilities as much as possible. Tear into Frozen Heart. Tear is okay, still workshopping at the, the start item. Usually get Mythic after that, but sometimes I go right into Fimble uh, Winter. Depends on the stacks. Uh, Mythic is either Chemtank or Sunfire Cape. Chemtank to catch people. Sunfire if you want more tenacity slash tank. After that, it's classic tank items. Thornmill is really good on him because it has a lot of armor, but then again, he has so much armor that building another item, armor item is a bit of a waste. Usually only buy uh, if the team is full AD and has uh, another and has healing. Force of Nature is a disgusting item, but also costs a lot, so I like to sneak in a Mikhail's Blessing for better heals and Mana Regen while still getting some MR. Uh, it's great for helping your gold teammates when they miss position. Spirit Visage is also good. This is guaranteed to get ULP at any elo. I'm the creator of Permit, Cho'Gath, Omnivamp, Swain, and On-Hit Renata Top, so you can trust me. Um, <laughs> upon trying this build, uh, when and gaining... Upon trying this build, when and gaining thousands of free LP, there's no need to thank... Oh, no need to thank me. Just know when you look up into the sky and see something that's not a bird or a plane, it's like su Toad Super Top soaring to uninhibited LP gains. I'm really interested in your guys' thoughts on Tarek Top. Uh, is it a hidden gem or fool's gold? Think it could work in higher than gold elo or maybe in pro play. Thank you for taking the time to read my email. Sorry it's so long. Hopefully there aren't many emails this week. Die Toad Super Top. Hell yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think like top is a really like volatile role so if you get a really bad matchup i think it's unplayable um that being said if you you know if you're able to 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 survive lane and maybe even get a, a couple solo kills um or or ganks uh you could absolutely just like roll over the game uh yeah. there is what is that guy's name i think it's light rocket too and he plays <laughs> Tarek jungle i think yeah yeah um i'll look it up real quick but um, yeah, he's Light Rocket 2, he plays Tarek Jungle, he's Grandmaster 600 LP, so about 100 LP out of Challenger right now. Um, so obviously playing Tarek outside of the bot lane is viable uh, if you're good at the character. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, um, Lol Dobby has a new video where he uh, he like Lol Dobby is a person who breaks down challenger like builds and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. there's a famous challenger player who's like always like thousand something point challenger, and he always plays like just goofy off meta shit. Like he just comes up with these crazy builds. Uh, and his current one that he's been spamming is Tark Top. Uh, so I'm not sure if you got Ooh. this idea from him or if uh, you just like he he got it from you maybe. <laughs> um, no, but you should watch this video. It's really really good. He's currently playing in Korean Challenger with like a sixty percent win rate. I think his win rate sixty three percent over two hundred games or something. Uh, I don't know. He's playing. He, he It's really good. I, I'd recommend like other people trying it. It's just like kind of uh, a little different. You just have to play it like not like standard top laners. But Tark is really, really OP right now. So I, yeah, I think he's. Good. I, I think he's just like kind of hard to uh, to play if you get abused early. Yeah. So if you can, if you can survive that, like you're good. Yeah, I played fucking Tark Jungle in a community game last night, and uh, I got invaded level one, and then uh, counter ganked to level two, and it's just over. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. But uh, anyways, uh, cool. Yeah, cool. 
All right. And on so- to the next email from Trevor. Hey, Leadcast. I've been listening to your podcast for about a year or so, much more in the past few months since getting a bit more serious about League. I definitely think that you guys are the best mix of League inflow, info and friendly banter, and you have great synergy. Keep up the good work. I thought of a drinking game that you could play. Take a sip or a shot every time one of you says, that being said... <laughs> Uh, while Aiden seems to be the biggest abuser of this OP phrase, you all seem to do it from time to time. Not a criticism, just a funny thing I recognize. All the best, Trevor. That's funny. There's a lot of league cast isms that that phase in and out, um, and I think especially Aiden will start one, use it mm-hmm. a lot for a month or two, and then completely drop it. And I'll kind of keep it in the back of my vernacular, like. I still say pretty well because of Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Man, drinking games on the show might be a little iffy, especially. Yeah, I feel like that, that would be a, like said. a like a fun stream thing if we wanted to like listen to an old episode or something, you know. Hmm. That's funny though. I like that. I like Definitely. that idea still. And I think it could be really fun for for viewers, like. As a community thing, I think that would be so funny if they yeah. put together like a league cast bingo or like league yeah, cast that, drinking thing. Definitely, where it's like, okay, Aiden says this, or Colton says um, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something something to that effect, I think would be really good. Colton talks about balls every episode. <laughs> Check. It's crazy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Right, thanks for the email, Trevor. Next one is from Levi from Australia. Good day, Leadcast boys. I started playing League last season and was interested in watching the pro scene, but needed a podcast to explain and cover the teams and whatnot, so I chose you guys. Uh, I ended up not caring about the esports and just listening because you guys are great. I also got disinterested in the esports uh, because when betting on League games, betting services usually only allow a bet on a winner and loser of games, which makes payouts small and uninteresting. Whereas other sports have multis, which is where you can bet on small details of the game, which you can dramatically uh, alter the payout uh, if you are correct. Because if just one of them fails, then you lose the whole bet. My question is, if you could design how the betting works for leagues, uh, league games, what do you think would be the more entertaining multis? For example, for Steam to take a dragon, or which player dies first, length of the game, etc.? Yeah, uh, I can talk a little bit about this. Um, I, I, so I, I do want to preface it with... Um, I do bet on League of Legends esports and I do purposely not talk about it on the show because I think that gambling is a weird addiction addiction thing and I don't feel like it's something that I want to talk about too much, you know what I mean? Um that being said in this context I think it's fine. Like it's for one of those things that if we ever yeah, get a sponsor, yeah, yeah. we would just, we just wouldn't take a gambling sponsor. I I don't think of betting or gambling sponsor. Yeah. I just wouldn't. So we, we we generally don't promote it. I don't think that there's anything wrong with an individual making the choice to do that. Mm-hmm. Um but I I typically wouldn't promote it especially having a platform that reaches a much younger viewer base. Right, like I'm a 26 year old man with a steady income, and if I choose to win fifty dollars or lose fifty dollars betting on League of Legends, that's totally up to me. Yeah, I I don't want to recommend that to a 13 year old who's going to spend his allowance money betting on TSM and get screwed over. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, um that being said, uh, it's something that I do enjoy is like an entertainment thing. I don't look at it as like a way to make money. You should never look yeah, at it exactly. as a way to make money. It's an entertainment product at best. Um. That being said, like I, I think it's just like a lot of esports betting websites 
are newer and therefore has less options. The website I use, which I'm not going to say, by the way, <laughs> um, does mm. have options for like um, prop bets and stuff like that. Um, it's like stuff like, dude, I think the most fun prop bets are like fucking uh, betting on a team to have a kill lead at the end of the game, but giving them a handicap. So like, that's what I'll do in like really favorite matchups, right? Like Team Liquid versus Immortals. I want Team Liquid to win with t- plus 12 kills over Immortals. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's like stuff like that's, that's kind of fun. Like it's, I, yeah. I, I do agree that yeah, just win loss is kind of like a little bit rough, especially when there's gaps between teams because it feels like you're only ever going to make money on close matches, right? Or else it's like just a wash, right? You're not, you're, but you're not betting on fucking T1 to beat Nongshim for like a, a three dollar profit on like a hundred yeah. dollar bet. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, but yeah, uh, fucking prop bets are definitely like very enjoyable. It's definitely the easiest way to lose money because they're way less. Um, uh, it's not something like you can control as, like as much, right? Mm-hmm. Like some okay. of them are literally yeah. just fucking gambling. You can bet on if the amount of kills in the game is going to be even or odd. That's just literally gambling. That's just fucking that's crazy. a coin flip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's one thing that that like a lot of people who do traditional sports betting do enjoy, though, is that like you can bet on almost any aspect of it. And I think, like, for this question, like, what are some things, right? Like, yeah, you, you, even or odd kills, first team to take a dragon, like, which person is up CS at 10 minutes, if they get a solo kill or not, if they do it before five minutes, right? Like, yeah, they have stuff like first inhibitor, how many barons are going to be taken. Yeah, there's there's so many things, right? I, I think draft bets would actually be really... Some sites do fun. that. Uh, they, they are a little more degenerate. I think they're starting to come under fire because they're the easiest thing for teams to collude and like do you know oh yeah like, it's the easiest thing that like a team can say hey oh, we're gonna pick mm-hmm. this and you're not throwing the game you're not fucking doing anything that's gonna pull investigation you know what i mean yeah but, like people can still make money uh that's like the biggest issue with those but it, it's fun yeah. i mean like i, I enjoyed it as an entertainment thing i definitely would never recommend it to anyone um but it, it is something that i enjoy and i i think they're it's an entertainment product at the end of the day so but yeah, yeah I, I'm with you there. It, and, and like, I, I think defining what it means, like it's an entertainment product. Like if I, when I went to Vegas, yeah. it was like, I have X amount of dollars to gamble with. And it's not like $300 that I might win or lose. It's I'm paying $300 to be entertained mm-hmm. for the day, for the weekend. Yeah. Just like when I go to the movies, I spend, you know, $30 on a movie ticket and popcorn or whatever. And when I'm done, that money is gone, and I enjoyed a thing yeah. for yeah. a period of time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you choose to gamble, that's anyone's personal choice. Uh, I, I think it would be more interesting if more of the sites had more options besides win-loss. And while that would probably drive the amount of people betting on games up, I, I again, I if you choose to do it, that's your call yeah i I don't think there's any the biggest thing is i I think that we don't like definitely don't condone it it's definitely like you won't ever see us taking a sponsorship because i don't think it's something that we want to promote like it's something that we some of us might do it's just uh it's fun but like yeah i I wouldn't promote it so well yeah i mean we've we've had people we've had uh companies reach out and and want to sponsor us and we've turned them down because like we i mean just this past like week or two we we had people talk about how they graduated from high school in the discord and it's really weird to to be like, oh wow, okay, well, uh, we're gonna advertise a gambling service that realistically you probably shouldn't do until you have a pretty steady income, 
and we're going to advertise it to kids who are literally like 17, 18 years old. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like morally right to like to me personally. Um, but yeah, like, like they were saying, if, if that's something you guys choose to do with your own money as like entertainment for fun, like go for it. I mean, and, and I think that would be a, a really th- fun thing to be into if with like, appropriate disposable income oh yeah my favorite thing nick is I messaging think, nick every week and being like nick do i bet on clg again? yeah <laughs> <laughs> always yes I, I think also like doing it at, at like an interpersonal level with friends yeah. is something that can be really fun like when we were in vegas together and we were putting down like a buck on salty bet matches <laughs> yeah. yeah that was mm-hmm. so much fun right like if you if you had three or four buddies over to like watch lcs and everyone's like okay $20 buy-in here's like a stack of chips and you just like make weird bets with your friends like I think that Faker is going to get a triple kill by 15 minutes and someone's like yeah I'll take that action four to one yeah exactly and just like doing stupid shit like that mm-hmm. be a blast yeah that'd be that'd be um, the way to do it but yeah thanks for the email Levi hopefully that conversation uh yeah answered your question mm-hmm. And on to the next one from Wild. Uh, two things I wanted to run by you guys and hear your discussions on. First, with all the changes to durability, making early fighting less practical, especially in pro, what about less direct ways to start fights sooner? I think something like a 30% increase to kill gold pre-14 minutes, plus faster respawns or home guards would both make kills more rewarding and dying early less frustrating obviously that's just one idea but i think that there are other options besides increasing damage again second what are the most satisfying combos to land in the game i'm a huge sucker for the hook lantern flay catches obviously but also have put time into other champions just because of how cool their combos feel there's no world where gp and lee sin are the best picks for my consistent performance by any means but they're all I play mid or jungle lately because just the one time I don't mess it up, it makes all the other mistakes 100% worth it. Curious what other combos just absolutely butter your biscuits, even if you don't play the champion regularly. Thanks for everything y'all do. The cast and community are always great. Eventually, we'll get our bot lane duo <laughs> in for a community night. Best wild. There's a ton that feel good. I think, you know, he mentioned Gangplank, which always feels super clean. Mm-hmm. Gragas is, like, right, one of the most iconic combos, because if you hit it right, which is very hard to do, it's just ridiculously fun. Um, one that I play a lot of, which isn't crazy good, like, but it, it feels really nice, is just, like, Lux where you hit the Q and like you know you're gonna land the Q, so you throw the E and the R before it lands. Like it, it's not wild, it's not super yeah, flashy. It does feel good though. Like you, it just feels good. I know to this throw... is killing. Yeah, right. We're just yeah. like, I, I, I got you. Like, yeah. I, I know that I hit you. You're, mm-hmm. you're dead. Yeah, that's really good. cool. Um, my personal favorite is probably gonna be Gragas, like a, a sick. Um, I don't know, like if, if there's a term for it. But whoever the bombwood guy is, whenever he uh, the alley oop, I'm gonna call it the alley oop. Well, yeah, yeah. So you throw the you throw the Q barrel down, you body slam into them, and then you ulti, you know, knock them into, uh, um, knock them into the the first barrel, and it's just super super clean. I like it a lot. Definitely, I'm. Tr- there's God, there's so many like 
really good combos in the game and like that's mm-hmm. a testament to riot's game design i'm just trying to look through and see what else is like another character that i actually yeah, it's tough. play mm-hmm. um super super thrilling content where I, while i scroll through <laughs> characters and look for you know what we'll let we'll let our audience tell yeah, us yeah that would be a good round table i we may have even done that like missed. recently as a round table i i think i can't remember though probably did um oh brand is another one it feels so good oh to yeah just your whole combo on brand yeah especially because like you'll be two and five on support and their their fed mid laner will go for you. And it's like if you hit the stun, they're also dying. And <laughs> it just feels so good to be mm-hmm. like, yep, one for one, baby. <laughs> As for your other um question, I actually like fighting early is a, like a tiny bit less practical, but it's not it's not pointless. You know, you still get early kills. There there've been a ton of like early one v one kills in the LCS and in LEC. So I like I, I I feel like it's a little bit unfair to classify it like that. Um, cause I I think the game's actually in a much better spot in terms of damage. I I know that's like not the most popular opinion, um, but I I I truly enjoy where the game has, is at damage wise. Uh, and I I would not like to see like gold values changed or or respawning changed. I guess to um to to make it to ch- to change it. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't have a lot to say about that. I haven't been playing a ton lately or watching a lot of pro. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that those are though potentially like good ways to increase early game action. If it is a problem, I don't know if it is, but like if if things are taking too long to get started, like giving people home guards early to say like. Hey, you might die, but you're you're gonna lose like three hundred gold for the death, not three hundred gold plus two waves plus a plate because you yeah. guard back, right? Like people might take more risks, um, or if if kills are worth more, same thing, right? It's like you might you might try that play that you wouldn't otherwise because kills in the first ten minutes are worth three hundred fifty gold instead of three hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of ways that you can definitely do it without changing. Awesome. Well, thank you, Wild. Numbers, which I think that's uh, next point. email like, is from Dude95, our last email. Dud95, with, sorry. Without actually changing oh. like values. Sorry, I think Discord lagged. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was mine or yours, but I spoke over you, I believe. Sorry. Well, uh, will it end? Sort of That'll be fun. Um, <laughs> well, it'll just be us talking over each other. It's fine. Uh, as I was saying, next email. Thank you, Wild. Next email is from Dud95. Uh, our last one. Hello, first time writer here. I love the league discussion that this show offers and was thinking a lot about league today. In particular, though I've been a zillion slash Velkaz two trick, I am often top when playing with friends and I've been trying to branch out. I've been trying Mordekaiser top. He's pretty fun. However, after doing a few games of Metamord, I find myself compelled to try the off meta heal shield power build that takes advantage of Mord's uh, both shielding and healing based on the amount of that shield. I really love that this interaction exists. It may, uh, this kind of things it thing is what makes the game fun for me other things i've been thinking of include taking a mumu as a belveth counter due to his flat physical per instance mitigation and multiple stuns to interrupt her e which is not necessarily off meta but just using game knowledge my question to you is what are some of your favorite off meta off lane picks 
uh, any that make use of an interesting game mechanic. Uh, as is tradition, I apologize deeply for the length of the email, whether appropriate or not. Cheers, Dud95. Uh, hey, this is a fun fact that I discovered during a community night game. Uh, play Amumu into Zeri because each one of her shots is is reduced by uh, Amumu's per physical damage uh, encounter. Uh, and you end up dealing actually zero damage to him. Uh, it was one of the most frustrating games I've ever played because uh, you just feel useless. Um, yeah. As for off meta offlane picks, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like they're not a like not a ton um i mean I, I think there are a lot of kill lanes that people don't play um so i played in ranked against a Tarek silas and i think i told this last week um yeah a, a Tarek a silas and at after level three we just could not deal with them because the the stun was guaranteed by silas just dashing at us um and uh and then from there it's just two better melee characters and, and we've lost range. Um, so I don't know. I like it, it. There are a lot of characters that I think could work well together. It's just hard to come up with any like off the top of my head. This, I think this would also be a really yeah. good uh, uh, round table question. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, as is well known, I'm a big fan of playing weird off meta stuff. Um, I, I think playing like, any character that's not supposed to be in the jungle in the jungle can be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Particularly like AD carries. Like I, I like Vayne jungle. I like Draven jungle. I like Jin jungle. Like jungle? because it, it's it's just so unexpected mm-hmm. and weird. And Jin in particular is a blast because you'll just be like doing your raptors and your mid laner lands an ability and you just throw the W for a snare and assist. Yeah, and continue on your clear. Hmm. Um, you know, builds that you just like stupidly stack on one ability or one auto attack. I think are a lot of fun. On hit attack speed builds on basically any character. I think are a lot of fun. Um, right, because like you can build on hit attack speed or like traditional eighty carry crit items on like any character, and it works. It's obviously not ideal, but like you can go attack speed on hit Nunu and you do crazy damage and can solo Baron at 20 minutes. Um, and, and it's like, it's a lot of fun. It's just not the yeah. meta, but mm-hmm. like th- that's the question, right? It's like, I, I think, I, I, I don't think he was asking for like really viable ones, but. I, I would say, yeah, that, like, on-hit attack speed, I, I think, is one that I, I very rarely see. And especially with um, Sunfire Cape and, like, tanky characters, you can use it to just melt objectives and, and do a ton of damage in team fights. where, like, if you go Sunfire and then get, like, Wit's End on Nunu, for example, you actually do so much yeah, damage. Yeah, Sun, Sunfire is, a, is a, like crazy high DPS once you get it going. It's actually crazy. Yeah. It's actually insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully some of those are uh, interesting to you and you give them a try. Yeah, thanks, Dud95. That'll do it for this episode of LeeCast. Thank you guys for listening. You can email us, mail at LeeCastPodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch at KingLoudOut, at BlueBasket, and at LeeCastFrost. Tweet at us at LeeCast on Facebook. We're LeeCast. Visit our website, LeeCastPodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg slash leadcast. And finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash leadcast. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.